All right. We're here. Yeah. We're here and we got ten podcast. Dude, vaccinations have fully hit. We have our first in studio guest. Brent Lowry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to be here, guys. It's uh wonderful. It's beautiful. It's, yeah. It's like uh, spacious, but it's still got closet vibes where you're like, oh, I can s- tell secrets down here. Yeah, that's the point. Right. Yeah. This is well, like there is you a camera, good... so you got to be careful about yeah, your secrets. Yeah, but, y- you know, but you want people to start opening up to how you get good content. I'm ready to get vulnerable. All right. Oh, really? Oh, yes. That's what yeah. we were looking for. No, we just yes. want to know how shoes make you feel. Uh, well, initially, they're like, they make me feel curious that people are so into them, you know, like. I'm an outsider. I'm approaching mm-hmm. this from a. I, I'm not a shoe. Yeah. I'm not a sneakerhead. Yeah. But I had a conversation with my sister in preparing it. Yeah. Is how are my levels? There you go. Just yeah. a little closer. You might need to be a little closer <laughs> to the mic. That okay. Yeah. I'm like, so subtle. No, you're good. You're good. We didn't really check levels. Yeah, so. we didn't. Yeah. It's all right. And and I watched the Jaron George episode today. Uh-huh. Okay. Thoughts. Thoughts on it such a dick we should check levels <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah because nick was very soft Who's bjorn was uh, very loud which number is brent look uh, at me he's gonna be control two. freak brentley yeah two there you go no he might be number one he's on bjorn's what's usually bjorn's yeah mic. he's on my mic usually my usual mic and uh, you this can, is riveting stuff yeah too. well you can use these you kind of talk <laughs> so into these just like a stand-up mic i mean yeah. like, they're you gotta be pretty close very direct right 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 what no, you're good. It's, 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 a, good. it's one step backward to take two steps forward. So, exactly. yes, not great on the content. But okay, yeah, okay. It's, it's picking. I'm Shoot. not going to lie. The sneakers you brought today are what? I'm going to just totally hijack the conversation for a second. Please the do. sneakers that you brought today were the ones that were like, oh, we got to have Brent. I saw you in a photo doing stand-up at one of your shows wearing these. And I was like, first of all, what are those? I couldn't figure it out. And I'm pretty good at identifying sneakers. I thought they were 11s. But they're not. What are they? I don't know what they are. They're some hybrid thing, right? Hmm. Or are they like a... I'm not super great like once we get above like 13. And I am not super great at all. But <laughs> they were the wedding shoes that I wore as a groomsman in my sister's oh, wedding sick. in okay. September. And so we were on the beach. All my... So my brother-in-law, uh, he had ones like that. And then all of his groomsmen gift were like pairs and oh so, cool okay uh, i got out there and they bought me a pair i wish i did know exactly what they were <laughs> but that's a good kind of like intro to my perspective on shoes because my sister is a huge sneakerhead. Uh, oh she oh, okay oh huge so she has a whole room that uh is padlocked that has 225 pairs of shoes in it she sent me a picture so i should have sent it to you guys to um, throw up definitely later send that picture to okay. me i, I want to see it uh i asked her today i was like because i house it a house sat for when they went on their honeymoon mm-hmm. i was like if somebody broke in and I, I called you and i was like i'm at gunpoint what is the code what would you say and she was like i would be like what what size are they <laughs> <laughs> Is it a lot of like dead stock pairs, or is it, or is it, do you she know? She said she has, because I learned what that word was about an hour ago. <laughs> okay. Excellent. So she has about six or seven dead stock Kobe's Ooh. that she says are probably going up in value now that the deal with Nike has cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially because he's, I mean, especially like temporarily they might have spiked right now because it's his Hall of Fame induction weekend. Right. Which right. is why I'm in the Kobe's. Uh, and Jordan sucks because Jordan is accepting his induction because he's 
you know, passed. Mm-hmm. He's but got to. These are scuffed up pretty good because I don't. I mean, if I have a good pair of shoes, I want to show people. Wear your that. shoes. And I'm not. I don't take care of a lot of my stuff. That's okay. No. No, They're it's, shoes it's you're really supposed not. To wear. It's, it's <laughs> not. I should maintain my things better and show that I have more sense of pride, but I don't respect them. So <laughs> I just, yeah, even those I have only worn a few times, but um, I get now why, like, you would, you know, she said she put on a pair today that had the tags on still, and she wanted to see if it would match with her outfit, and it yep. didn't really match. So she's like, okay, I'll leave the tags on. I won't, I won't. Because she still doesn't know. She, I asked if she views them as an asset or as fashion, and she's like, they're both. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, yeah. I guess that makes sense. That's probably how most sneakerheads view them. It's like, yeah, like, before you wear them, they're still, a lot of them are still worth, like, more than you paid. So right. you might as well, like, not wear them until you need to type of thing. Right, but then when you're like, oh, this is, thank God I have these to go with this, you're like, I'm going to wear them, you know, because yeah. these are my yeah. shoes. Well, and I also yeah. just, I never have that self-control. I'm like, oh, boy, new shoes. And I put them on, and uh, like so all my shoes are worn. No, yeah. so you don't have very many dead stock. One dead stock pair. Wow. Out of, like, 25. I don't know how many pairs of shoes I have. Decent number. She said she has 60 pairs of Yeezys. She 60? got me beat. She's got me beat by a very wide margin. A lot. She's got me beat by 60. <laughs> I don't like them. Yeah, she's got me beat by 54 or so. <sighs> She's insane, and I asked her because uh, she's trying to have a kid. I was like, "When you get have a kid, are you going to convert that to a nursery?" And she's like, "No, we're going to take out the guest room." <laughs> That's awesome. So she'll have a guest room. Bro, we got to have your sister on the podcast. <laughs> I, I know. Like, she said she. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the answer I wanted was like, "Oh no, they'll just sleep in the garage." <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll park she, my car outside. <laughs> she said they're going to sleep with the baby. I'm like, "Oh, that'll be fun." <laughs> Great. Um. But no, uh, the final note on that would be uh, when I asked her today, have you spent a year's worth, a year's salary on shoes, do you think? I got to learn, first of all, how much she makes. She asked <laughs> she, she asked her husband, she's like, babe, ha- do you think I've spent $100,000 on shoes? And I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> oh, shit, we're in different tax brackets. Like, yeah, that's like four <laughs> years for me. And anyways, uh and he was like, absolutely. <laughs> oh, like, didn't even, she didn't even finish saying it. Yeah, like, and he, she answer. was like, I don't think so, because that would mean each pair is like $500 worth. And I was like, but what about all the pairs that you've bought and given away over the years? She's like, oh, that's probably true. Like, it's it's close, which is nuts. Yeah, I definitely haven't spent that much on shoes. This I haven't tallied it up because it's going to be alarming and somewhat depressing right. if yeah. I do. That's like me and marijuana. Yeah, David, honestly. definitely <laughs> don't go because my profile is logged and don't show how much I've spent on this website <laughs> that's up right now. I was disappointed in myself. It's not that much, but I still was like, oh, man, that is like a month's worth of salary for me. So Brent, what do you think of this seltzer? We've yeah. talked about this seltzer on here before. It's called Snow Melt. It's got electrolytes. I really like it. And you do? I'm, I'm, I'm new in the seltzer game. So. Okay. I, uh, it's a ski town. I got that when I was back home in Whitefish. Electrolytes. So I should feel like some yeah, It's like a Gatorade. Of, yeah. <laughs> it's like a Gatorade. It's, it's for when you want to go on a run, yeah. but maybe, you know, hit on somebody. You don't want to take your run. run too seriously. <laughs> yeah. Like a post, yeah. Do you get electrolytes nice after run. or before? Do you want it? I think That's this is actually, to cool down from a run. Ooh, I could see that the snow melt. So like you just finished uh, 
snowboarding down yeah. a mountain. Mm-hmm. You're just yeah, you get some spiked snowmelt. Yeah. Crash hard seltzer. Yeah. Passion exactly. fruit and mango is a good combo. Yeah. I'm on board with it, guys. The flavors were good. There was like that. There was some of them we thought it had kind of a weird aftertaste. It wasn't our favorite of the seltzers. Which was? What was the I'm favorite? I'm still kind of a white claw guy. Oh. I still think claws are they're the original and I still think I'm they're a, the best. I'm a cacti guy. <laughs> 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 Have yeah, you tried it, Travis Scott's? Uh, that's the brand name. It, it's called Cacti, Cacti yeah. Okay. And it's it's like terrible. It's, but it's like an acquired taste. And I just for for funsies was like drinking it a lot on the podcast, and I decided that I actually like it. Isn't that <laughs> how you would probably describe Travis Scott? He's like an acquired taste, right? Yeah. The first time you listen to his album, you're like, "What the hell is this?" And then three, four times later, maybe a pair of sneakers, and uh, you're like, "You know what?" He's got some good ideas. This guy's doing <laughs> all right. Mc- it was his McDonald's meal that did it for me. Yeah, no, that, it, it was a, a good pretty way? good McDonald's meal. I'm not gonna lie. There was, a, there was a medium or a large Sprite in there, right? Yeah, it's like I a medium so. Sprite. Uh, what was it? It was a it was like a quarter, quarter pounder, pounder with, with lettuce sauce. and bacon added. This and then got really fries good. and then barbecue sauce to dip the fries in. And that was a whole yeah. thing. Wasn't there nuggets in it too? No, there were no nuggets. No, no, no nuggets. No nuggets. There was fries. Does he really mm. get a medium Sprite? No he's, ice or something like that? No, it was weird. a Sprite with ice. I don't think the size of the Sprite was actually. Okay. I think you could get any size Sprite. If I was a rapper, I would get extra large everything. You know? <laughs> Big everything. It, it would. It would. You, are, you, are you into rap then? Yeah, and and deep and fast food too. Okay, <laughs> and, the, and those then are crossovers. Your, those are your two passions. What, in life, would, so that, what would be that the Brent Lowry meal? The Brent Lowry yeah, fast food establishment of choice. Yeah, would be. <laughs> so I'm a very picky eater. So mm. it would have just cheese and ketchup on a hamburger. Okay, <laughs> but it would have a. Du- it would be a double hamburger. So uh, like a like a McDouble or yeah, like a McDouble. That? Okay, the McDonald's meal would be. It would be one McDouble, mm-hmm. just cheese and ketchup, mm. ten piece McNugget. Large fry and a strawberry banana smoothie. Ooh. Ooh. That's a pretty great meal. I got to know, <laughs> Nick, what would yours be? Ooh, I, I've said it before. Taco John's. Okay. We're going with the regional. Where are re- they? Midwest? Midwest, yeah. I'm going to get that crunchy chicken. First job was at a Taco John's. It's a crunchy had. chicken and potato burrito. It's a burrito yep. with fucking chicken nuggets and tater tots in it. Wow. It's it's, <laughs> it's, it's real good. so much garbage, and it's the best ever. So you would get that? Get that. I'd get the Sierra Mist. I believe they serve Sierra Mist there sure. instead of Sprite. Sure. Yep. Um, no ice. I don't really like ice okay. in my soda. I don't like it watered down. Right. And uh, definitely going to have to get potato Olays on the side. Because okay. that's what they call their tater tots, potato, potato Olays. Olays. So yeah, Taco John's, shout out to them, TJ's. Is that where you're from, Nick? I'm from Montana. Montana. And we have TJ's Okay, in Montana. you do. Okay, yeah. so that's about as west as they come. I yeah. feel like they Well, it's, it's from Texas. It's Tex-Mex. Oh, okay. Tex-Mex. Tex-Mex. That's right. So yeah, like you can get queso there. I believe Absolutely. so. Yeah, they're big on that. I oh, still yeah. don't really know what it is. I think it's just like a it's just soup cheese. <laughs> cheese soup, soup yeah. Cheese, <laughs> cheese soup. 100%. Um, since you guys asked, my yes. meal, uh, the the Bjorn RG <laughs> would be how um, inconsiderate of us. It would be from Popeyes. It'd be the three piece, two. It'd be three piece chicken, a tiny fry, two of their super salty biscuits, and then we're just going off the rails now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then there would be it would come with chick-fil-a sauce <laughs> to dip it in <laughs> but it'd be like not racist chick-fil-a sauce it'd be like a new ripoff sauce mm. to dip are all those still, things in are they still homophobic Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, they can be. Ch- they got rid of the racism, but they kept no the racism. homophobia. Uh, homophobia though is still there. Yeah, I've, been, yeah. I've been told their sauce. It's like barbecue sauce and mustard. Yeah. Did or you say one small, like a small fry? Yeah, because I don't like that much fries. I want some. I want like oh a small order of fries. I want like the bag, not like a singular small. You said that like one, one small, small fry, fry maybe. Okay. They always say it. Don't they say it singular like that? They say small fry. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. that is correct. But I almost want smaller than a small. Like I want you like, want the well, little like eight like, fries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like the one that comes in like the happy a thimble of fries. Mm-hmm. That's not common. I want right? like this much fries. I don't know. I like. I want to be like. Hey David, can I have some of your fries? That's how much fries that I like. Right, and then you and have a few handfuls, and then you're good. What? You just have a few handfuls. Yeah. So if I have more than that, then I feel gross. So the Bjorn meal is a handful of fries. But you also, <laughs> handful of fries. But you also yeah. want a handful of fries, biscuits. but three pieces but of fried two chicken, biscuits. two biscuits, and a bunch of sauce that's mostly sugar. You could make like, this into a song around the holidays. Biscuit? Three yeah, chicken can nuggets. Yeah. Yep. All right, what's the drink, and the though? French you fry. <laughs> oh, and then uh, unsweetened iced tea. I don't think sauce. they have that. <laughs> I like I like just a straight-up unsweetened iced tea. Unsweetened iced tea. That's what yeah. you're... No, that's what you offered me. So you have that, some. I, I make it myself. It's wow. Just, My gay roommates do that. I wonder uh, if that's a gay thing. Because I'm cheap. That's It's more of a cheap thing. Oh, okay. I've never a made box. that correlation before. You're right. <laughs> you all gave it is a gay like, thing. <laughs> I think it's unsweetened iced tea. Google it. Uh, just uh, it's my computer, so who cares about the do search gay, history, do right? Gay people love unsweetened. <laughs> <laughs> is unsweetened iced tea a gay thing? We got the new stereotype <laughs> coming out on size ten. <laughs> is unsweetened iced tea gay? <laughs> that people have searched it before. <laughs> well, look, there's an oral. Hi- Why is oral iced history. coffee so gay? Well, that's a GQ that's article. A, <laughs> Why is iced coffee so gay? I do like iced oh, coffee. Man, I do like iced coffee. Um, as well, we sat down with ice. Is this like, hey, why are you so gay? Is this like a like a like a gay lifestyle blog, or is just like a really hateful GQ? No, GQ is just a men's it's, magazine. It's a men's magazine. It's pretty gay though. Uh, it's not oh, often. It's not the often this hateful. We'll let we'll let David um, read the yeah, article. Go ahead and peruse and, and uh, we'll just keep talking about how that is interesting. I wonder. And that if is it is. iced coffee. So we we got off it a little bit. Yeah. But. But I, I wonder. It's so still you're, an iced beverage that's often served hot. Yeah. So you. It's just funny that there's. Your sweet tea here. guy. Your sweet tea guy. No, I'm a. I like. Arnie Palmies. Right? I like an Arnold Palmer made with unsweetened tea because the lemonade has plenty of sugar. Yeah, me too. Okay. It's but I'm a I'm three at. quarters, three quarters, um, iced tea, and then a mostly tea most with a hit of lemonade yeah. in there. I've been getting some raspberry sweet tea from uh, grocery store lately. I like it. I like a good sweet tea. Unsweetened, eh, I'll take it or leave it. It's like a thirsty. beer for me, where I, I'll sip it instead of just like drain it, you know? Mm. Right. That's why I like them. All right, and I'm gay, what so that's a... another reason, I guess. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> wait, that might not be true. So these shoes, I want to get back to these because I'm curious about them. They kind of they look like a Jordan 11, but with a Jordan 13 sole, yep. and whatever these are. What's that one that? Has like the phrases across the bottom. The, 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 the 11, 10, I think, or the has 10? the words. 
But this, the top this looks is like totally the, the outsole of a 13, because I have yeah. 13s, and it's the same outsole. i got to confirm now. Uh, and this looks like the 11. It says... And then those those little straps, those T are on w one of those, like, thir uh, 14 or 15 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it says TW03. So, David. and then the heel tab is from the 6, Yeah, right? that's from the 6. But they're not custom. They just so these these are I've seen these Jordan. at um at the I think they're called the, like the five rings or something like that. oh no that's the that's a different one oh, okay. but yeah they might be the five rings they're just, sick I just regardless I would rock them for sure thank you I really um, like them yeah I feel like they're ones I wouldn't want to make this this uh, scuffed because they have sort of sentimental value at this six point. rings they're six the rings. six rings they're the six rings okay. ten rings is a yeah, five rings would have been weird because that would have been either Olympics or they <laughs> yeah. miscounted how many. Six. He okay, had. six rings. That's for all the rings that Michael so, Jordan has. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, clever. T these look like to me. It, it's brilliant that your sister did a f did them for the, the wedding, because this is a very much a shoe that you could just go to Foot Locker and buy. I feel like, mm -hmm. and you need a shoe like that for like your wedding party. You can't do like a high heat. Everyone's got to go to stock X. Yeah, you can't get the Concord Eleven. <laughs> yeah, like because this can't. looks a lot like the Concord Eleven. Right, and that but the Concord Eleven is going to be four hundred bucks a crack. Do you at know least. what sneakers we're talking about as we're like rattling off these names? Do you want David to look them up for you? No, I, I, okay. I imagine they're like variations of something similar to this. Yeah, they have the patent leather and the same upper as those. You want to throw that over there? Sure. The other ones are the ones. The other ones that I brought are the ones that I wear everywhere mm -hmm. i bought them who the gore-tex a year and a half ago in portland because it's like and i didn't even know what gore-tex was but my mom was like all right they you're in a rainy city you should yeah. get gore-tex and these are they're worn but they're still in good shape yeah they're the gold air force ones they're right there and they're they match with everything yeah, those are sick. I can yeah. wear white, I can wear black, I can wear jeans, I can wear shorts. Like, they match with everything. So I wear these on stage most of the time. And I guess I've worn the Jordans. So they're, they've, they're actually, mm -hmm. so they retail at 150 I couldn't find it, And they are going, what size are you? Uh, ten and a half, but these are an 11. And so I saw these were, I couldn't get these for yeah. less than 210 or something That's like that. That's sick, dude. They're, they're over, they're, they're going for 197. Yeah. I might have to re-up, too, because if they fall apart, I am i couldn't imagine a better shoe in Portland. Um, yeah. Or at least go find something else Gore-Tex, you know? Yeah, but I have a I, pair I really of... I like these. I have a pair of, like, Nike running shoes that have Gore-Tex, and they're, they've been nice. Like, I got them in the middle of winter because I like to walk, and, you know, sometimes it's rainy. Right. And they've been great. Like, they Are they heavier? No, they're like the... The Nike Pegasus something or another oh, Gore-Tex. They're yeah. really lightweight, nice. super comfy, but they're much more of a running shoe style, whereas these are, you know, forces. So is the Gore-Tex, like, the leather on up top, or is it what the sole is made of? No, I think what, it's this stuff. It's No, what Gore-Tex is, I know this because I worked yeah. in, like, a fly shop, which is, like, the outdoor. No Gore-Tex mm. is a membrane. It's, like, a really thin piece of fabric, and it's waterproof but breathable. So it has really, really, really tiny holes in it that are too small for water to get through, but their air is smaller than water, so the air can get out. So it's this stuff. So it's going to be a membrane underneath all of that. Oh. There's going to be, like, a lining of this Gore-Tex fabric that just makes the whole 
you see the inside here that like this fabric right here mm -hmm. that's the gore-tex oh wow yeah it's just a membrane that makes them waterproof but they're still like breathable like you so your feet shouldn't sweat too right bad. Yeah. right 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 and then it's a brand can we talk about i also said because yeah. i only I'm like, I don't have that many shoe topics to talk mm -hmm. about. Can we talk about how good of a song Air Force Ones is, or do you do that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I like the song way more than I like the sneaker. <laughs> <laughs> is that Fat Joe? Not a big fan of the, the sneaker. Nelly. That's and Nelly. Paul Wall. Oh, okay. I believe. Sure. Right? Yeah. Am I right? It's and been a minute yeah. since yeah, I've I haven't heard Murphy that song Lee, in a while. too. Yeah, it's like one of those southern. Ones. It was like a shoe anthem, and I can't imagine there's a lot of those. There's a few. Sneakerhead anthems? I mean, because, like, a lot of rappers collect one? sneakers. Yeah, a lot of rappers talk about white on white forces. That's mm. a recurring theme. How many songs do you associate where you're like, oh, that's a shoe song, where, like, the chorus is about, he's talking oh, about Oh, like, the shoe. whole song? I don't know. But well, the game talks a lot about sneakers, just, like, has, like, little lyrics in here. Yeah, and there. Right. Kanye mentions them from time to time because he designs them. Right. Yeezy, some days Yeezy, I'm in my Yeezy. Yeezy. Some days I'm in my Vans. I guess but every time he says Yeezy, he's kind, kind of plugging his his sneakers. He's got, he had Yeezus. Yeah. yeah. Well, on that same Life of Pablo, he had the one that started Yeezy, Yeezy, Yeezy. Just sure. jumped over Jumpman. Sure, because he was putting out some pretty big numbers. Shoe -wise. It was when he first went over to Adidas from mm. Nike, and then he was just like, hey, fuck you, Nike. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, some, he compared himself to like LeBron because Nike... Yeah, he. That's a great album, and I've been listening to it lately. But I'm. I was listening to it like two days ago. I don't remember so if I've been listening. To that. What have you been listening to lately? What's any? What's uh? What's uh? One of your jams? Yeezy, the that okay. album? No, not not the Yeezy album. I I like Kanye's album. Life of Pablo. Life of Pablo is probably one of the last albums by him that I like really jammed with. Mm -hmm. For some reason, I think. Somebody I follow on Instagram has been using the intro to Real Friends in their reels. So okay. I started playing Real Friends, and I was like, oh, this is a good album. And then Ultralight Beam is really good on that, and Fade is good. He's just such a – he's a good producer. Like, if you listen mm -hmm. to part two, it's, like, got all these different songs on it. Like, it's got uh, that – That's the one where it's Designer Panda. It's, yeah. like, half the whole song, but it's still, like, so dope. Right, and it's you, it yeah. goes in all these different directions, and then you look at it, and it's over, and it, you're like, that was a two-and-a-half-minute song? How did he – and then the next that? song after that, like half of it is Bam Bam by Sister Nancy. Okay. But it totally works. The I don't know famous. Bam Bam. Okay. Yeah. You know, famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, Bam Bam is like, you know, that kind of reggae type of dance hall song? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's Bam Bam by Got Sister you. Nancy, which is an amazing song in its own right. I started to listen to the J. Cole album. Ooh, I sent that to Nick. I was like, you got to listen to this because I I'm listened to the whole thing. On it. it was a J. Cole album. He's really good. Dude, yeah. the flows on it, I'm I'm a whatever. I really liked it. Mm -hmm. I listened to it several times yesterday. I love how he's like to I'm going to give my little review. Yeah. It's like an updated Bone Thugs. Like it's like a better I love the harmonizing and the like the rhymes are just so good. Yeah. Like just they're just buttery. Every single song is just like I'm just like, oh, like I get so excited about a lot of, I'm like, oh, I was so stoked on it. <laughs> it's really, he's so loose with his flow. Like it's never mechanical. He just, he can like yeah. switch up the harmony and. Yeah. And yeah. And then there's like really good wordplay and just like, there just, there's so many like little things that were like sticking in my brain that I really, really liked about it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I listened through twice. I liked it. I'm like, I'm at the same place with J. Cole that I've always been. Yeah. It's like, he's a great artist. But there's there really wasn't any single song on that that I got like super amped and hyped for. I was like, this is objectively great music, but it just... I don't get hyped for J. Cole yeah. for some so reason. Is there a song... Is there a Kanye song in the last five years where you're like, that's a classic Kanye song? In the last five years, I really liked All Mine off of the Ye album. Okay. And I really liked... I liked the uh, what was that song on the Christian album, the good one. Okay, I didn't with listen the to dope that beat. one. But you think that what that song in itself was better than any one song on the J Cole album? I'm not gonna say I think it's better. I just would say that it was a song where I was like, I'm gonna listen to this 50 times. Right, and, and it's and I'm gonna just be amped up every time. I'm just like, this is the shit. But you like, didn't I, get a song like that out of the J. Cole I did album. not. There wasn't a song on the J Cole album that I was immediately like, this fucking song. You here's here's a great laps. example for me is the new two chains album that came out last fall i listened to the whole thing through as soon as gray area came on like the first second of that beat i was like i'm gonna listen to this so many times and it's still in my like all the time rotation. rotation it's true you do need a good banger to anchor your album so that like you can yeah. revisit them and be like oh yeah there's this and this and there's oh that one was pretty good too but you've got to have that one that brings you back yeah yeah, That's... the J. Cole album is like a book that you just like read one time. <laughs> and you're like, That's a good book. I'm not gonna revisit it. Or I like a that... movie. It's like I don't know, like I'm never gonna watch Tenant again, but I enjoyed it. You know? I'm switching metaphors to movies. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you one more example on the album we were just talking about, Life of Pablo. Yeah. No more parties in LA. Yeah. The moment I heard that I listened to that song so much. Like Whatever summer that album came out, yeah. that was like the song I listened to that okay. year. It was ultralight beam for me, but I was also living with people that I didn't want to live with. And then <laughs> so when it, that song started to go, we don't want no devils in the house. And I'd be like, yeah, get I, those guys out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. What was your we thoughts? We want the Lord. And I was like, yeah, we want the Lord. <laughs> I don't know. All right, so your thoughts on the Jake? I want to hear your thoughts after we just ran. Um, I gotta listen to the full thing, but I watched his. Uh, he was doing a freestyle on a radio. Oh, the show. L.A. Leakers freestyle was yeah. amazing. And so he's so. You could tell he's got a real grip on everything he's saying. Like mm -hmm. he's and his words are. He's masterful with his rhymes. Yeah, yeah. And his confidence was high, so you're like, oh, his this album could be one of his like you know. Uh, classics yeah as you would say you know um i'm sad kendrick lamar hasn't put out an album in a long time me, me too. too yeah i really like kendrick i wonder if that means he's either i wonder i can never tell does that mean he's maybe not motivated or he's going through just all the shit that you need to go through to make a good album kendrick is the type that would take like six years off to regroup and then come back with an absolute Right. monster of an album but we all knew detox at a certain point was never going to come out yeah because it wasn't like you're like dr dre is just going through crazy stuff and then he's going to put out an album 15 years after he started plugging it you're like at a point you're like he's just got a big stoner and he can't <laughs> he can't finish a project i don't think he detoxed at all <laughs> <laughs> like, 
<laughs> I think he doubled down. Yeah, I mean, he never. He had it at a certain point. I had totally forgotten he was even gonna put out an album I had Detox. as well until you just. Dude, I remember my buddy, me and my buddies in high school were like, "Dude, when's you fucking Detox is yeah, gonna come out soon?" That was the. That <laughs> was releasing too many headphones instead. And he put then it he in dropped that album people. called like Compton or something, and it was pretty trash. Honestly, I, that album was not good. There were people who were like, "I've heard Detox. I, I went to Dre's studio. He played it for me." And <laughs> but he's such like a perfectionist, apparently, that he just never released one. That sucks. Yeah, he's got to be more of a perfectionist the way Kanye is, where he just puts out random shit, but he keeps putting stuff out. <laughs> right, like where weird shock he drops. Just, but, but Kanye believes everything that he does to a degree is perfect. <laughs> Re- releases, and th- that's my favorite thing about <laughs> Kanye, Kanye. Releases to be albums like Q drops. <laughs> I feel like. At this point, <laughs> like it's on some weird subreddit. Uh, like he's just gonna his next album's just gonna be on Eight Chan. <laughs> like, well, he does troll a lot right before right, exactly. every album drop, and it's getting it's getting really wild. Like his most recent bout of trolling before an album came out was running for president, <laughs> literally running for president. I, I saw a Kanye for 2020 sticker, and I was like, I, I kind of want one of those. I have a car. Kanye for 2020 t-shirt that I wore on Election Day 2016. Ooh. That was fun until it wasn't. It said Kanye for 2020? Yeah, it was blue. I still have it. It's in my drawer. Suddenly, it became way more real, and so I was like, I can't wear this without having a conversation oh, I don't yeah. want to have. <laughs> yeah, people are like, you did this. Yeah, you did this, this is your fault. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably, but like, yeah. Yeah, nah, my bad. Were you in Oregon during the election? No, I was in Montana during 2016. That state wasn't going to go for uh, Kanye. No. <laughs> no, it wasn't going to go for Kanye. No, I mean, it was going Trump. It did go the Trump. Whole way, right? It was 2016. It was, it was pretty close. 2020, Montana took itself a hard swing back to the right. It was yeah. rough. Huh. So maybe your Kanye vote did matter. Yeah, it it would have mattered this year. I could have made a difference. But I was here in Oregon. Where, okay. All right. You know. So I want to talk about the parking lot, Mike. I want you to. I mean, I know that's yeah, like, Brent, that's like you a thing. So kind of single handedly pushed a lot of people back into comedy in this scene. Yeah. Uh, Myself included. <laughs> me and David too. That's, like that's... the mic that you started was. The first one that we were like, I guess we're going back to stand up in person. I remember the day you guys came out. I think one of you came first to I get came, up, and then the other one came to watch. I came a week before just to watch, <laughs> just and to then watch. both so of Nick us showed was, up. Nick was the cuck. I was. <laughs> no, I was a pioneer. Those, <laughs> trying to take a honestly, negative swing on this. Those were the best. The the. The most fun thing was when somebody would come out who you're like, oh, I remember seeing this person because I was only in the scene four months before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So I knew people. When did you get names. to Portland? July of 2018. And I took basically well, a year and a half of just not doing it. Okay. And I got really good at playing the video game Hitman. <laughs> Hitman, okay. Yeah. And I got back. Yeah, I was speed running it. And then oh, really? <laughs> That's like some next level. Yeah. Oh. That is that is about the time you decide. I guess I'm going back to comedy. Were you live streaming like, in order to be productive? No, you can't really live stream a game like Hitman, especially when you're speed running, because you're just just doing the same thing over and over again. Right. But dude, I've I've sat and watched an hour of somebody speed running Mario 64. I don't know why it was just riveting to me. It can be fascinating, but then I mean, it's probably because they were taking routes I've never seen. If you could, 
you can tighten these things up to make the oh. mic point okay. closer yeah, yeah, yeah. to your mouth. Yeah. There we go. Perfect. Just oh, done. Yeah. Oh, perfect. There you go. Perfect. Um, so you're speed running. And speed then running when did hit, you, man. When did you start doing Shaved my head, which is actually like people would go, were you trying to become a hitman? Yeah. Like hitman <laughs> were you just so, you're just like, you're just I don't inspired. know, this fucking haircut that my uh, avatar is wearing. I really need to like. I had a choice. I could either become Agent 48, who would be <laughs> the next guy after 47, or okay. I actually looked, uh, I did mushrooms the day after I shaved my head and I was like, started writing some bald jokes because I looked pretty funny and okay. different from what I looked like before. Mm-hmm. Um, and there had already been a few different reasons why I wanted to get back into comedy. I went up to see my buddy Mike DeVore in the Seattle International Comedy Contest finals, and it was up in Longview, and Adam Posse was there, and yeah. I asked him questions about the scene, and he was like, hey, you should come watch and come check it out. Where'd you go? Uh, but first time back was yeah. in Space Room. Oh. And so that was fun. Rachel Miles came up to me and was like... Uh, Come on, you got to donate. <laughs> she was like hitting me up for money. And I was yeah. like, I'm just, I'm here to do the mic. And uh, uh, like over time, I learned like, oh, that's just who she was. But I was like, yeah. who does she think? Try to get my <laughs> money, you know? Like, um, but yeah, I did jokes about looking like Moby or something like that, and um, <laughs> that nobody remembered. Who's Moby? <laughs> right, exactly. It was dumb, um, but it felt like. I don't know. The second time back felt different because it was like you make a lot of mistakes in the first scene you start in that don't. What do you mean? I think you focus on a lot of things that don't actually help you get better as, at a, as a comedian. You're just like, oh, well, these are what the comedians are doing. I should do this. And so you're Wh- kind of. What were some of those things for you? Um, hanging out with funnier <laughs> people, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just going up and, and riffing on stage yeah. instead of writing, you know, like doing crowd work and just hanging and living the life, like kind of just pretending to be a comedian versus what you have to do, which is a lot of work off stage, you know, the writing, yeah. just watching comedians, professionals, stuff like that, like uh, editing. You know, I thought I had a couple good jokes and I deserved to get booked, so I wanted to go meet the bookers and showcase and show yeah. people I was on flyers. And it's like, hmm, focus on the jokes and then let the rest of the stuff happen. So that was my mentality the second time around. I was like, yeah, I don't, I, know, I can tell these people are making decisions about who's on the list and stuff, but I'm not going to go straight up to that guy and be like, hey, can we be friends? You're like, yeah. I'm just going to keep showing up, keep working on new jokes, and then eventually that should endear me to some of these people. Um, yeah. And then the pandemic happened and that was a gut check. Cause it was like, Oh, you're really back into this and you say you want to take it seriously. Well, yeah. don't let a pandemic stop it. Uh, so that was kind of the mentality when we got back. And the big part of that was hijinks and Courtney at dirty angel. They had their mic from like June, mid June <laughs> every single week yeah, until the second shutdown. And then when that second shutdown happened, we had been building momentum and we'd gone every single Tuesday for like 23 weeks in a row. You and Lucas? Yeah, I mean, we didn't, we hadn't gone to every single one of those, but Mm -hmm. Dirty Angel produced 23 straight weeks of comedy. And so we're like, that streak should be kept alive somehow. And so I saw Parking Lot Comedy in San Diego. I immediately bought a transmitter as soon as Kate Brown announced that we were going back into Mm -hmm. lockdown. And then Lucas is a sound guy, so he was the one who kind of showed me how it could all work. Eight people came the first Tuesday. 
and it was pouring rain. We had a tent that was like breaking down because <laughs> it wasn't tall enough, and we had it on like boxes. Yeah. And then eight people kind of turned into maybe like 15, 15 or turned to 20. Every single week we swore would be the last week because we're like, the cops are definitely going to come now because it's gotten too big. Mm -hmm. And then it just, they never came. Yeah, and that started in what, <laughs> November that you Th started The doing last that? week of November. Okay. Because we started showing up in January, me and David. Right. And that was still before the news came. Yeah, that was before before the guy, the, the like security guy came and talked to us. Right. That time. And that was the ninth week. So the security guy came and he had already talked to us one time because we tried to show on Saturdays. And we didn't advertise it, but mm -hmm. that was the first time he, he was like, oh, I go check out that building. I didn't realize that the owners also have this lot. What are you guys doing? <laughs> and I was like, it's a comedy show. Tune in if you want to listen to it. Uh, and then he's like, I'm going to have to put this in my report. And I went over and I tried to give him $20. So I was like, could you maybe not put this in your report? Bribed <laughs> <laughs> him. And he's like, ah, I have to. And I guess it makes sense. It's $20 for yeah. his job. Um, but he came back like three weeks later when we were doing just a regular mic on a Tuesday. And he's like, the owner said they don't want to say no, but they want more information about what's going on. Mm hmm um and that was when i gave him my card and even then i was like they're probably going to ask all these questions and we're not going to have the right answers yeah. um which they kind of did they're like it's kind of a liability for you to be there without you know insurance or yeah, yeah anything yeah. like that and so i was like can we just do one more week because it's been important to the scene and he was like yeah. sure you can do one <laughs> more and that was the week that we called the news yeah because we're like, well, it doesn't matter. We wanted, we knew the news would be interested, but we thought that that would blow it all up. Like it would ruin it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But once it was like, well, now we can blow it all up anyways. Yeah. The news came, covered the story. And then after that, the owners were like, well, I guess you being there is better than just people coming by and vandalizing. Or doing <laughs> so, yeah, you can keep using it. Just don't sue us, is what they say. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> like as if any of these companies could up. afford a lawyer. Right. <laughs> uh, so. You'd be surprised. 20-something <laughs> weeks later, I don't know, it was five months. It was a five-month run. Yeah. And there was over 100 comics that came through, and a lot of them were coming through for their first time back, like wanting to do it safe, so. Yeah, it was cool. It was awesome. If we, If I do comedy for 20 more years, some of these years will run together, but the one that we did, parking lot comedy and stuff like that, that yeah. will always stand out as something that's like, oh, that was, I mean, that was special. Mm -hmm. I went twice, and I'm, but also your other show in Beaverton, I'm never going to forget that parking lot or that, that patio show because I broke uh, <laughs> a box <laughs> the first time that I showed up. Before the mic even started. My fat ass just like, no, the mic had literally just started. It was the first comic, and I was like, I want to sit down on this. Really stable yeah, and box. Yeah, it was high enough. You had to like hoist yourself up, right? Up. You did and it was like Bjorn's first week, back, first time back. Yeah. So he's like, you know, yeah, it's a little. It's a little I want to yeah. probably ease into this with my comedy. I want to, you know, like yeah. I don't want people to start. Right. Oh, Bjorn's back! Look, no, he, <laughs> he fell on his ass. <laughs> oh, oh, that guy's back! Oh. <laughs> fucking klutz. <laughs> Like I'm sorry, whoever's on stage. <laughs> He's always pulling physical comedy. That guy. He's back here doing physical comedy. Just uh. this is one of his many, <laughs> many of his many gags. He's a multi-talented man behind this. I mean, I had sure. just watched that uh, Chris Farley documentary. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? 
was inspired <laughs> yeah, uh, to break some tables. Beaverton is a shit show of a mic, and it's fun in that way because it's like we, we tried to do it as a show. Yeah. It did not work. It works way better when people are just like, their bar is lower on both sides, yeah. the audience mm-hmm. and the comedians. Yeah, I remember you guys did it as a show, and it would be like, you know, the hour and a half was the show, and then there's a mic after it, and the people that would stay were like, when is this going to end? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, know? you never want that with yeah. uh, anything. Yeah. But that's it's fun as a mic. I went and did it. I didn't do it this past week, but I did the week before. You put me up early. Right. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah, people can come and go now, and if you, it's like, well, you don't have to stay. We're going to be doing this till later than you could imagine and that's a it's a cool building because it is indoors but it's so big that it feels it feels pretty safe you know covid wise it's like it's a giant amount of space there's never like i I, they their capacity limit even if they were at their capacity it still wouldn't be that crowded right 325 is their capacity so like the the whole percentages thing is is nice for them because like Mm -hmm. 50 percent is going to be up to whatever the maximum is i think in the high risk, 50% is 100 max. So they'll always be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but all that stuff might change pretty soon. Yeah. Know? Yeah, was with people she getting said, vaxxed and stuff. Yeah, and if 70% of the county is vaxxed, then she'll drop the restrictions in that county. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, some of the counties in southern Oregon are, like, 30% vaccinated. Like they'll <laughs> never hit 70. So they'll mm-hmm. have to get there when the state hits 70%. Yeah. But oh. Multnomah is at like 62% vaccinated. So we're one of the higher states. Nice. Yeah, we're getting there. We've been tracking all that shit yeah. more than, yeah. Because it's uh, the third shutdown was the one that was the hardest for me because it was when we closed. We stopped doing the lot. Yeah. Because it didn't seem like people needed it. Yeah, because all the indoor, back. a lot of indoor stuff, and just other shows were popping up. Yeah, and then the last night coincided with the announcement that we were going back into lockdown. <laughs> yeah, so everyone's like, "What the fuck, Brent?" Like, and we're on. like, "Ah." Oh. oh, that was a fun one. I just got the truck. We were all sitting in the bed of the truck. It was like, and that was a good way to go out. We that was that was a fun night. It was a short, like it was a one week shutdown. So as soon as that lifted, and you're like, oh, "Okay, we'll be back indoors." Yeah, we don't need the parking lot. Like, five months, good call. It was over, and we're gonna do park shows pretty soon. So um. yeah, no, we didn't. At least I didn't blame you for shutting that thing down. It was definitely I like I might have given you a bad time while I was there because I thought it was funny for the sake of comedy. But sure. like, I definitely don't blame you for doing that. It seems like a ton of work because it was a lot of time. It was you know? a lot of Lucas did a, a a lot of the heavy lifting once the. Once we decided to keep going after the news story, because I returned the generator, mm-hmm. and then he got it again, um, and he got a van, and he dropped out of college, so that <laughs> wasn't all in the name of Laughs PDX. He, <laughs> he also started a used bookstore, so he's making multiple bad decisions at yeah. the same time. No, let's shout out his bookstore, though. It is Birdhouse Books Bookstore in Vancouver, and uh, yeah. he and his girlfriend are going to be opening in like two or three weeks. So. Yeah, Ooh. so if you... If if all our listeners need maybe he'll let us do a comedy some show books <laughs> yeah, hit up birdhouse books in vancouver washington Very i was cool. talking to him the other day at a mic i was like dude you got to get like a beer cooler you know beer and wine license it's different than a liquor license i Ooh. think it's easier to get and it's a little yeah, classier yeah get the wine in cans yeah, yeah, yeah. he could know? have a nice like speakeasy type yeah. show yeah <clears throat> that would be sick it would do be. readings what's the weirdest maybe let's 
pretend the lot isn't the weirdest one. What's the <laughs> weirdest like show or mic you've ever done? I mean, it would be like Bram's show that the Bram's mic that he did <laughs> in between like a, a shipping container yeah. and a warehouse <laughs> in this tiny, maybe as wide as <laughs> as wide as this room is uh -huh. long. Uh, oh wow! And then only maybe the half court of a basketball court but but okay. we're all just in this tiny gravelly area <laughs> for for his birthday there was like 25 people that oh showed up oh wow with like we had i made brownies nobody wanted them because of covid they're like i'm like yeah i brought one knife we're just, <laughs> just <laughs> i ended up with a lot of brownies any uh but the, yeah people were getting drunk that is definitely the sketchiest weirdest like Okay, what's the weirdest like mic or show non-COVID? Like weird, weirdest like regular times mic or show that you've done. Not to discount Bram's insane no. between uh, the buildings. Non-COVID. That's yeah. interesting. I mean, if you need me to go, I can go. Yeah, go go go. <laughs> um, uh, who was it? I did the I did the laundry show, the laundry mat show, which was just like, don't fucking do material. You're just yelling at people that are trying to fold their laundry. <laughs> On, a, on like a Thursday night <laughs> and they just do not, they just want to play board games. They don't want to listen to whatever you have to say. I had a great time. I just yelled. I had just watched the movie um, Aquaman and I had a lot of opinions about it. So I just basically did a opinion podcast review of the movie Aquaman <laughs> to a bunch of people trying to fold their laundry and ignore me and like wish they had brought their headphones. Probably that was in Portland. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a like a like a cool laundry place. What's it called? Spin. Because they got because <laughs> like, they have board games. They have board games and beer and you know liquor. I yeah. think for me it was Clancy ran it. Sorry. Oh okay, yeah, keep Clancy going. did run Clancy that one. Kramer. Nice. I did Portland. a show like a couple months before COVID at Deadstock Coffee. Okay. Have you and been it was there? Like, I was there the other day. It okay. is tiny. It's in Old Town. It's super cool. It's okay. like it's run by this awesome dude who's like a big sneakerhead. Uh huh. And so it's like a sneaker themed coffee they shop. They should be your sponsor. They should be our sponsor. Absolutely. I was there. Shout out to them. They are awesome. Sure. Sponsorship or not. But I did a co somebody ran a comedy show there and it was fun and I love the dude that ran it, Pedro Andrade. He's a super yeah. cool guy. He's so funny. It's not the world's greatest room for comedy because it's like a tiny hallway that then makes a turn to the counter and then a and then a small entranceway. Like there's really not even seating in. It doesn't sounds make the a, only sounds seating, like a Tetris piece. Like the it, yeah. it is a, shaped like a Tetris piece, <laughs> and we were in the corner of the hallway. So I was looking at like there was seating for about two people, and I was looking down the hallway past all the comedians in a line. To like my two people in the audience, and there were like three or four more in the entrance way, and we had like a small speaker. That was your weirdest mic. Yeah, it was, and it was a showcase. It was I had to do ten minutes. Did you get paid? I did get paid. Nice. Yeah, shout out to Pedro. There you go. Um, but yeah, I I definitely did as good as I could do, but it was not great. I also had to keep it semi clean. Okay. You know, had to eliminate some fucks. So I thought of what it, mine is, okay. and it's. I'm gonna say it's not COVID because it happened last month in mm -hmm. in Austin, Texas, where okay. COVID has since ended. never existed. Yeah, yeah either no either never right. existed or does not apply. Yeah. So this would just be happening regardless. Mm -hmm. 
uh, it was called the Heckle Mic. Ooh. And it was, I've never seen an audience more engaged than when they know they can be a part of the show and are encouraged <laughs> to. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's mostly comics, but a few people that stayed. It was like after a show, I think the mic started at like 11. So it went from like 11 till last call. Okay. And comics would go up for like five minutes each. And if they tried material, somebody would shout out like, you fucking suck. Like, <laughs> Kill yourself, or you look like, you, whatever, some good good look like roast. You know, they'd roast them. And then the person would have to stop doing their material. Like, So if you didn't, if you couldn't fight back against the people who were shouting out shit at you, you would get eaten up. I mean, there were people who got, like, chewed up and spit out, and they left, and you're like, oof. The, oh, baby. Poor guy, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. somebody did yell, they're like, kill yourself. And this guy's like, I already tried that three times last oh. year. Oh. <laughs> You're like, ooh, we gotta keep an eye on that guy. (laughs) (laughs) But, boy, uh, really, really unique, and like, it would never work in Portland. People have too many feelings. They'd be like, "Did you hear? Oh yeah, that what Brent said to me. He said I was fat on stage. You're like, well, but it was at the heckle mic. (laughs) Yeah, but you can't body shame me. You know, (laughs) I did Uh, a, I did a heckle. I've done a heckle mic." Before it was, but it was at uh, the U of M in Minnesota in a lecture hall, fully lit, just fully lit lecture hall. And the guy who ran it is this guy who's just he's bonkers. He's so funny, but he does. He's like a he'd be like almost like the Andy Kaufman of the scene in Minnesota. Um, Okay, I'm totally drawing a blank on his name right now. Um, But like he would wear weird clothes or like do all these weird things like like he would go do street comedy. Like I did a show, I had this idea and then we went and just did it for fun. It was so we went on the Max train and we just brought a speaker and we just did we both did sets uh, to comedy at look, during rush hour while there's like a shit ton of people. Oh yeah. <laughs> did anybody like, laugh? Oh yeah, people and then people were just like, I don't know, like telling us to stop. Yeah. <laughs> I, like really aggressively telling us to stop. Sure, you would get mixed reactions, but then the ones that were not so favorable would be enough to be like, "All right, that guy's gonna stab me." Oh, this is sketchy. That guy's laughing, but he's gonna stab me. Uh, and so, but yeah, it was a heckle mic, and I remember it was really fun. I liked it, but the whole audience was just barked in um, college students that he like aggressively, where they were like trying to be nice, and then they so nobody was like there for the heckle mic they were they were sort of like nobody like got up that morning like man yeah, i'm gonna like, yell some i'm shit gonna yell some shit they were all just like sad people so it was pretty nice most of the time and right like i don't know kind it wasn't, of it wasn't bad so the austin the heckle mic that you did what what did you hear what what were the heckles I heard a lot of words i can't say thrown in at you. <laughs> a lot of words that i cannot say in portland uh, okay a lot of f words yeah, the ones <laughs> the ones that my roommates and you do not appreciate. <laughs> not the fuck ones. Uh, <laughs> not the you fun were saying one. that that in Austin right now, there that words in the zeitgeist. It is, and I think now, honestly, based on what just happened with Tony Hinchcliffe, mm. who was like sort of a god to a lot of these people, or at least a way for them to get seen because his podcast was every Monday. Mm-hmm. He's getting canceled for saying, "I'm a quarter Chinese," so I, it's. The C word. See, it's chink. It's, that's what he yeah. said. Graham Graham wouldn't. She would say I'm allowed to, to quote some. Graham Graham. <laughs> she's, my, she's my full Chinese grandma. Anyway. Yeah. 
I think a lot of the Austin comics, having seen the backlash for that, are now like having to edit their jokes. Like, mm-hmm. ooh, I guess I can't say faggot anymore. You know, like yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, you were. That's the thing is, you were saying that Austin had taken a big like edge lord turn, and then the ten- Tony Hinchcliffe thing happened this week, and I was reading on Reddit stand up, and I was seeing like Austin's full of edge lord douchebags, and I was like, oh, that's. What the fuck, Brett told us when he got back. Yeah, like, it didn't oh, take. He wasn't I, lying. At the like my fifth or fourth or fifth day, I was like, if I stay here one more day, I'm gonna write a rape joke. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's gotta fit in. Yeah, I mean, it's Practice weird, and it's not a very friendly place for women. Uh, I would imagine because I didn't yeah. see many. <laughs> I was assume, I'm like, oh, they probably came, they just didn't enjoy it. Um, yeah, and so it's like them trying if, – if their experiment is them trying to see if we can create a place where cancel culture doesn't exist, the Tony Hinchcliffe thing was the first test, and it failed as far as I can see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cancel culture does exist, or at least consequence culture. And mm-hmm. so uh, you can be reading The Room of Austin and completely misreading The Room That Is Our Country in 2021, and just because somebody can take a video and take that context and reapply it, you should probably be reading The Larger Room. Like, yeah, even me quoting those things on a podcast, you're like, uh-oh, that could be sliced or whatever. Like, yeah. it, we're in a weird state, and mm-hmm. I think Portland is at least a safe place to be. If you're just trying to hide out and not fuck up too much and kind of learn some of these lessons and yeah. be like, well, where is comedy going? Because it's going to have some scapegoats in the meantime that get that cross a line. Yeah. That I mean, arguably they shouldn't have crossed, but, you know, we're That's one of the things that. I like about being in Portland where it is harder to do some of that stuff. Like I have a, a joke where I say faggot in it. I used to tell it. And it would get – it would get – um People would get upset about it, mm-hmm. but it's it's a funny joke. So, uh, but then I go to like Vancouver, and that shit just murders. <laughs> like, and, and what it was is people would just react to the word from me, and it was just like I'm, and I'm saying it in a character, mm-hmm. and as mm-hmm. it being said to me and being thrown to me, it's not even. But then people would just react to the word and sort of seize up. Sure. But my point being, I appreciate that because then I can have a better understanding. And maybe I'll just write a stronger joke or a better joke that, you know, is yeah. so that it that's, I think, the, you know, the the better side of it. Also, like like you said, I I with my shows and mics, a big thing was always to like I wanted to create a space that women felt safe. And that was a very important thing for me personally, yeah. because I've been to some mics personally where I'm just like, I i want to go up like maybe i'll just talk about my dog this time because i don't want to come out to this group yeah you know like this is this is um i i don't feel safe i gotta feel some open mics feel like a the the living room of a frat house yeah or and and you you sort of forget about some of that and like for me i just you know i i want to feel safe so i try to create a space that's safe and and um for my comedy i guess i don't know yeah. Well, you said back in Vegas, you said it was a lot of. Oh my God. A lot of what he was talking about. Absolutely. In Austin. And then I did, I did notice a change in my material. Like when I first moved to to Portland, I actually had a hard time getting laughs, and like I thought I couldn't riff. I thought I forgot how to write jokes, uh, which was good because it was sort of just like a. I had to take a few steps back and write stronger 
tighter jokes, tighter material. Whereas like in Vegas, I mean, I make the joke. It wasn't necessarily true, but like, I just be like, so I'm gay. And then they laugh for 10 minutes and then carry me off on their shoulders. Like that would be like, cause it was like a joke in Vegas that I, that I look like this and I'm gay. That's a joke to people in Vegas or in, you know, in middle Portland, America. In Portland, they're like, in we're Portland, all gay. They're like, yes. And what? Like, yeah, yeah we're all a little gay. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? You know, <laughs> like, like who hasn't touched a dick? <laughs> like, yeah. It's, um, and it was, a, for me, it was eye opening and I got better because of it. Because you could understand that both places existed, right? Like you, I think I just had to. I just had to dig a little deeper and and write better jokes, really. You know, and be more clever and 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 be more aware of that. And I think that now, when I go to those other places, I like murder. You know, like I go. I go. To, I used to go to this mic up in, in Vancouver and just like straight dudes would buy me drinks after like i've never had that I mean, maybe they're straight i don't know straight dudes straight guys would buy you drinks yeah <laughs> would buy me drinks. it's like who gets drinks bought for them i'm over 200 pounds <laughs> what is happening <laughs> like, i am not a hot guy i've never had abs <laughs> like, but gay guys don't buy you drinks sometimes but straight guys was a new thing. It, straight guys buy me drinks. Not after shows. I've never like I've never gotten people buying me drinks. That's a weird, weird thing. Vancouver, you know. I feel like that's God bless. Like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's kind of like well, like Dylan Carlino. We were at his birthday the other night. Yeah, we were Happy there. Happy birthday. Uh, but he, <laughs> he's he's a big fan of the show. Oh huh? yeah, big time. <laughs> he's uh, he's number one fan. <laughs> no, he's. He was telling me that he gets hit on by straight guys or guys with girlfriends or wives a lot. Huh. And it's like like a low-key hitting on where like maybe they don't even know they're hitting on him. But yeah. they're doing like well, probably what they did with you where they bought a, you a drink or they're yep. like, hey, what are you doing after this? And you want to <laughs> hang out? like. And it's because I'm thinking it's because he, he has jokes where he sort of like calls out straight people. Yeah. And I think these guys want to be like, hey, I'm. I'm totally not one of those bisexual oh, guys that you like, were talking about. Like, hey, man, you know, like, I'm because so they kind of are. I'm so not gay that I'll hang out with a gay dude and <laughs> right. not fuck him. Right. <laughs> but the, in in the subjects of all that, there's this, like, I feel like maybe if you just admitted you'd be a little gay, you could just tell me nice set instead of, like, <laughs> yeah, having nice this weird thing <laughs> with me where you, like, hang out where you, like use me as your gay, like, projection <laughs> thing, you know? A fist bump is good enough, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that will suffice. But sometimes that just takes admitting, like, yeah, we've all, we've all touched a penis or thought about <laughs> yeah. it. But there's people who was like, I have never touched a penis, but I think it's cool you're gay, man. If you want to come back to my house, like, <laughs> you want to come back to my house, you can get in my spa. <laughs> uh, uh, I would go. I would go. <laughs> yeah, I I do think just back to our discussion about Portland, I do think it makes us stronger writers. Also, I think there's kind of. Just from a marketability standpoint, the the edgelord shit kind of isn't as marketable as just having, like, yeah. you can have some some profanities and stuff, but if you're not, like, the, the super dark, edgy shit really only ap- appeals to, like, bro-y dudes. Sure. And That'll, as a bro-y dude... That buy you drinks after the show. But, like, <laughs> you know... They're like, oh, you remind me of me in college. <laughs> I feel like as comics, this is a good scene to come up in. Just as long as you're you aware, practice. 
as long as you're aware that all those other that that edge wars exist Mm -hmm. and that they're okay that they're another part of comedy that's like because i think if you spent too much time in a place like portland you see something like what i saw maybe at the heckle mic and you're like this is not okay i'm not gonna get up here i'm Whereas you should still be able to roll with some of those punches and be like, hey. Yeah, you got to do sort of like a hybrid thing. You can't yeah. just do one or the other. Because if you can approach some of the topics that those guys are talk- approaching that are like, ooh, that's kind of, I can't believe he did that. But approach them with the writing tact of a Portland writer. You, you, we are supposed to be approaching taboos and like Absolutely. building tension and breaking it. But we're supposed to be doing it in an artful way. So it's yeah. like combining those two. I think that's part of what I'm what I'm trying to say here. I guess I didn't say it right. No, but I, yeah, I think like when you're trying to do tough topics in Portland, like it makes you have to think about it a lot more. Sure, you know, which you should do anytime. You, yeah, you, but yeah. yeah, you should be which doing that anyway. So. They, that makes you way more marketable as a comic. Like you're gonna build the skills necessary to actually be. Because like, if you're gonna get a special at some point, you can't just go up there just like flinging slurs, you know. Right. But you could touch those topics if you know how to write. Like that's what makes professional comics professionals is they got good. I think that the difference between that is is going up to try to get a reaction or trying to get a laugh. Because like cause those people know some people will laugh at their hard ass shit. That's mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But they also know some people are going to be very offended, and that's all part of why they do that. It's like, eh. mm-hmm. they're more invested in the reaction than I think. The, the laughter but. Yeah. yeah all right we're getting we're going a little long this, this has been really fun this was great um i got one last thing and then nick will take us out completely so let's say you were still doing the lot mike and um someone comes to the, some really woke person comes to the lot mike and they're pissed they're so pissed about something that you said that they take they take the shoes off your feet and you happen to be wearing these um six rings mm-hmm. they take them off your feet they're just like that joke was so offensive i'm taking these sneakers um they take them from you and then you make an insurance policy obviously and uh, they give you the full retail on them are you replacing them or are you getting a different pair <laughs> <laughs> depending on my financial situation i might keep the money <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, Nick. Oh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's open the floor up to Brent. Yeah. Go ahead and plug anything you want to plug. Uh, I was thinking that the Mondays, uh, the mo- the open mic at the garages would be fun. Just any Monday from seven thirty to ten thirty, we're out there. Okay. Uh, dot com has just been given the green light from the guy who was running PDX stand up that that'll be the new like. Oh, place wow. place for open mic and show info so we will have to kind of revamp what we're doing show wise the open mic page will probably stay the same but we want to showcase everything for the scene and now we get a little i don't know that was a cool endorsement so that's awesome i want to start doing like twitter tuesdays where i follow a bunch of portland comics and like every week you have like t- your 10 favorite tweets from portland comics that go on the instagram post and oh, do stuff cool. that's more content based because right now it's just like promotion mm-hmm. yeah just promotion. it'd be cool to have like some clips some tweets some things that like actually make people laugh so yeah uh well we got a lot of time we, it's gonna be a fun summer things are coming back so that's, right. that's the plug cool yeah so 
you guys follow Laughs PDX on Instagram, check them out at laughspdx.com. Follow us on Instagram at size10podcast. Subscribe wherever you're listening. Hit a like on YouTube if you want. Helps with the algorithm. We got new episodes every single Wednesday. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Thanks. Bye.